Cool. Let's pray for them quick, huh? Father, we just thank you for our brother and sister, and Holy Spirit, we just invite you just to come and, and fill them up, um, give them wisdom, and the ability to just to know what to say and how to say it. In Jesus' name, amen. to get our notes pause praise the lord for the spring weather huh i busted out the flip-flops just just kidding i didn't actually but it's fun sometimes i i just oh go ahead i wanted to say quick that like when we were worshiping i i was just sitting there and so blessed with all of the just the people in my heart the lord was just giving me his heart for everybody here and just seeing um Micah as you're leading worship and just how you do such an awesome job I mean he's just started and he's already like just jamming out doing such an awesome job and seeing TZAP worship and just how much he's grown in the Lord spiritually and just so fun to see everybody and um all the people who have grown over the years and years and years of what God has done here just because two people have opened up their house because they've been obedient and look at look around look at this and we 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 got married because of that <laughs> that's awesome yeah, that's true it's funny katie was talking about something about shoes and i was thinking about how after before i got married like i only had one pair of shoes they were tennis <laughs> shoes and now i have sperry's like who i didn't i don't think i knew sperry's existed before i got married but that's awesome. apparently they do they're like I don't know. They're like not tennis shoe shoes, <laughs> whatever that. They're means. like the in between. They're kind of nice, but they're like not tennis shoes, but not like dress shoes. But they're that good in between, you know. So you can like wear them pretty much anywhere. They're great. Yeah. So be warned, your wardrobe might change if you get married. <laughs> Actually, I see the Mackenzie sitting back there. And I remember when. Oh um, yeah, Paul I can testify yeah, that one. Yeah, Paul. Like he spoke. I don't remember when he was single or married, but he was like wearing a scarf and all dressed up, and he's like, yeah. That's what happens when you get married. <laughs> Things change. So that's kind of funny. But you don't have, I mean, totally, like, be, like, scrubby, too, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you have to dress up. So so we thought to start we would, we would read some marriage advice from children. You guys have probably heard some of these. <laughs> Sometimes I read these, and I kind of wonder, like, did the kids actually say this, or did someone make this up and thought it would be funny if they said a kid said it? So can't verify them, but they're kind of funny. So how do you decide who to marry? Kirsten, age 10, says, no person really decides before they grow up who they're going to marry. God decides it all way before, and you get to find out later who you're stuck with. (laughs) So there it is. Um, What's the right age to get married at? 23 is the best age because you know know the person forever by then. You know them forever. Camille, age 10, yeah. By age 23. Um, how, can, how can a stranger tell if two people are married? You might have to guess based on whether they seem to be yelling at the same kids. <laughs> Says Derek, age 8. Either Derek, age 8, or Derek's dad, age 40, thinking that'd be funny, clever saying. One of the two. may never know. Um, let's see. There's a few of some other good ones on here. What would you do on a first date that was turning sour? Craig, age nine, says, I'd run home and play dead. 
The next day, I would call all the newspapers and make sure they wrote about me in all the dead columns. So there you go. Um, this <laughs> these are pretty good. When it when is it okay to kiss someone? So Kurt H seven says the law says you have to be eighteen, so I wouldn't want to mess with that. <laughs> so <laughs> touche, Kurt. Um, Howard, age eight, says, <laughs> the rule goes like this. If you kiss someone, you should marry them and have kids with them. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> so there you go. There's a one more funny one. Two more funny ones. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> How would the world be different if people didn't get married? There sure would be a lot of kids to explain, wouldn't there? <laughs> yeah, there sure would be a lot of kids to explain. Okay, and here's the, uh, here's the best one. So what would... How would you make a marriage work? So Alan, age nine, says, tell your wife that she looks pretty even if she looks like a truck. <laughs> so there he is. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it was, that's about it. That's how you be married. So. And we're done. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah, okay. So I think what we're going to do is we'll just share for a bit, and then... Um, I think towards the end, we're going to do some Q&A. So if you guys have questions, you can text them too. I think there's going to be a phone number on the board. And I guess we'll do some Q&A. We might call on Paul and Adriana if they want to come up. You don't have to, but if you guys want to come up and do some Q&A at the end, we can do that. So, um, yeah, you guys are welcome too. So if there's no questions, we'll just finish early. Um, but Dan, this is for you. <laughs> Oh, the zero is nice. Zero says slashes. Um. The phone is the communitas phone, so it's anonymous. So if you have something that you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to like, ask this or whatever, it's anonymous. And it's not guaranteed, depending on how many questions that we get, it's not guaranteed that we'll answer all of them. So we'll probably go through them and just see if there's any common ones that come up. So you are more than welcome anytime like while we're sharing if something pops up in your head that you're wondering about or wanting, uh, wanting to ask, feel free to text it right in the middle of our, w when we're talking and it's not going to interrupt us, we'll go through it, so. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess, I mean, just a disclaimer, obviously, we've only been married for two years, so it's kind of So weird. we know everything. I think we just got voted, because we were, <laughs> I don't know, like, somehow we got voted to do this, so. <laughs> so I titled it Thoughts on Marriage. I thought maybe if we were married for a lot longer, I would title it, like, The Ten Principles of Marriage, but... <laughs> Because we've only been married for like two years, it's like thoughts on marriage, and maybe our thoughts will change in the next next two years. Um, but so I think I think it, I was just thinking I'd kind of share just a bit of a test, or kind of just a bit of our background and a bit of our story, um, and then we can go from there. So so I guess we I guess my story kind of starts pretty much I guess so back when I was in college. Um, there's kind of a season where I really encountered the Lord's heart in a new way. Um, and during that season, I, somewhere along the line, I kind of got this idea that, like, if I'm going to love Jesus and if I'm really going to serve Jesus, I have to, I have to be single. Like, if I'm going to serve Jesus, I have to be, I have to be single. Like, I can't, if I'm going to be wholehearted and really go after this thing, I have to be single. I can't be married. If I'm going to be married, that's going to distract from me. And, um, and I think scriptures like 1 Corinthians 7 were kind of, I was thinking, like, if that, if, you know, like, basically marriage is a distraction kind of thing. Um, 
so yeah so i guess that kind of that that mindset kind of got into me uh somewhere in college and i think part of it could have been just because that was kind of the season that the lord had me in and so it was kind of a, a time where that was most of my energy was being focused on seeking the lord and so i wasn't necessarily seeking a wife um so but anyway so yeah i was i was in that season for a bit but kind of all growing up i always i think i always wanted to have a wife like i always wanted to be married like being married was always something that that i I always desired to have a spouse. I always desired to have a wife. Um, and so uh, it was actually when I was on a trip with a friend in Alaska that just, he was someone I respected as someone who, who really loved Jesus. Um, and just hearing him talk about his, his desire to get, marri- get married kind of made me think, well, like maybe I can like, be sold out for Jesus and be married, um, which is kind of a funny, funny question or funny thought, but that, that kind of actually made me think a bit about that. Um, so... Anyways, came back from the trip um, and kind of began to entertain the thought more of, like, maybe maybe I can love Jesus. Maybe I can be, like, sold out and have a spouse. Um, and so then one night, when I was a Kmitas, I saw Katie. <laughs> and then we got married. The end. The end. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's actually kind of funny because that's, when I tell the story, it goes much faster than when, <laughs> when Katie tells the story. It goes by in like five minutes, and when I tell it, it can get up to wor- upwards to like two days. Or, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it gets a lot longer. But, um, but anyways, there's kind of like, there's about a year and a half, um, kind of about a year and a half process of me just kind of praying about it and, and just really seeking the Lord and saying like, Jesus, is this something that you have for me? Um, and like one, like, can I get married? Like, Jesus, I want to, like, give everything. I want to love you. I want to love you with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And can I do that and be married? And I think I can, but I'm a little confused. Um, and wrestling with that and then wrestling with, like, like, do I need to hear directly from the Lord that, that I'm supposed to get married? Like, does he need to speak to me audibly for me to get married? Or not audibly, but do I need to, hear, like, hear from the Lord, like, marry this person? And I wasn't hearing anything directly, and so, like, can I go forward with this? Um, so I'd say those are kind of like two of the more, I guess, two of the more kind of bigger questions around my heart during that period of about a year and a half of seeking the Lord. Um, and so I guess that's kind of the perspective I come at it from. So maybe no one else in this room would have those same questions, but if you did, then I can give you my thoughts on that. So um, so I guess a couple of quick, th- quick thoughts on those two things. One is, so I guess the question of, like, can you be married and, and pursue Jesus and love Jesus with your whole heart. And obviously, I, mean, I think everyone knows intellectually the question is yes. Uh, but for me, like reading Paul in 1 Corinthians 7, as he talked about the benefits of being single, I'd kind of say, like, well, like, there it is. Like, the Bible says, like, that if you're married, it's harder to serve Jesus. But um, I think a couple of things that have kind of come, I feel I've come to realize since then is, and this is actually kind of a thought that just came the other day that just kind of made sense, is first of all, like, Jesus has called everyone to love him with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so the fact that he's called everyone to love him wholeheartedly, and he's also called people to be married, obviously implies that, that you can be married and love Jesus. So I think that's, that was one thing that kind of came to mind recently in terms of that. Um, another thing, obviously, is that Jesus created marriage, so he loves marriage. So if you're wondering, like, yeah, I guess for me, like, it, it really was a hard thing. Like, I really was... I was kind of wrestling with this question. Like, I really, I want to get married, but at the same time, I want to serve you, Jesus. And for me, it really was a big, hard thing. And looking back at it, it's kind of a little bit funny. But 
in the moment it was pretty big. So Jesus created marriage, so obviously he called it a good thing. So marriage is good. Yeah, um, and I just want to add to that. In. Um, in Genesis two, he God says that it is not good for man to be alone, and so I think that is an amazing verse to apply to marriage that we're meant to be together and you know two are stronger than one and um, a man and a woman complements each other in so many ways and there's such a strong force to go forward in the Lord together and serve and press into the heart of Jesus together and serve Jesus together and you know when one falls then the other can encourage the other one instead of just one falling and then what do you do and so it's just there's so much strength in being unified in marriage and so I mean Genesis 2:18, right there it's not good for man to be alone and that's such a powerful verse um, to apply to marriage so yeah so whenever I prepare I always think like how in the world am I going to find enough stuff to say for half an hour and here I am, like, one point into my notes. So I'll go fast. Um, so that was kind of one question I really dealt with. And I think a couple things, yeah, just came to mind. At the end of the day, Jesus did create marriage. He loves it. It's a good thing. And everyone is called to love him wholeheartedly. So it absolutely, therefore, is possible to do both. Um, and it's good to take the whole counsel of Scripture, not just one verse. And the whole counsel of Scripture is that marriage is a good thing. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Um, if Christians didn't get married, we wouldn't have Christian kids, and we'd maybe die off. It's not <laughs> good, bad. Um, hopefully we wouldn't, but. So yeah, so that was, that was one thing I think I really wrestled through during that kind of year and a half of seeking the Lord um, about whether I should, and th this whole time, so I, I kind of saw Katie once, and I said, like, wow, she's, like, really amazing. She looks beautiful, and she's, like, praying for this person. I just saw her heart. Um, for the person she was praying for and it just it struck me as she's like a, a beautiful woman who seemed to really care about this girl um, and really loved the Lord and, and so I think it's cool too that like that Andy saw me serving like he he noticed me and he was struck by me like in in the midst of service unto the Lord and I mean, not that it has to happen that way all the time, not that you have to serve in order to be noticed or whatever, but, like, I just think it's neat because, I I mean, I didn't even know. I was just wanting to love the Lord and love people and just loving Jesus, and then it, you know, it just kind of, like, from there, stuff happened, and so I think that's cool how the Lord did that. Yeah, no, that's sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so, and then, so like I said, so there's like about a year and a half period where actually I didn't even really talk to Katie. Like, I was too afraid to talk to her, I think. So I just kind of avoided her. And, <laughs> like, I was around her. Like, I knew, because we, we both went to Communitas. I think we were actually both on the, the leadership team for part of that time. Um, but I was, yeah, just kind of too afraid to talk to her. So that's an encouragement, too, to guys. Like, I wasn't, like, some awesome dude who was, like, sweeping her off her feet. I was kind of, like, sleep by. <laughs> He's like, no, you work, you work. <laughs> Levi was my encouragement for a year and a half. <laughs> Not quite, but. Um, but yeah, so getting back to kind of the, this year and a half of kind of processing, like should I pursue or should I not? I think another question that kind of came in my mind, and I guess I mentioned this because I think that it, it could be a thing for, I think probably, I guess a lot of people, especially in more of the charismatic circles where it's, we want to we be led by the Spirit. And so the question is, like, do I have to hear from the Holy Spirit? Like, does God have to tell me, like, yes, marry this person in order to get married? Um, so that was kind of a question I wrestled with. And, and as I prayed about it, I, I never really got an answer of, 
yes, do this. Um, but I think as I begin to kind of pray about that, one thing that, that, that I feel like, at least my, in terms of my perspective, that began to change was I think this is an area where the Lord speaks to us by guiding our heart. Um, not that you just straight up follow your heart and if you love someone, then go for it and get married. But, like, it's one thing. Like, what if, I mean, if I would have told you, all right, God told me to marry you, like, what would you have thought? Like, that would have been kind of awkward, I feel like. <laughs> and not just awkward, but it is kind of, um, like, Jesus marries out of a desire for his bride, and I think he wants us to do the same. Um, so so that was kind of one transition where it kind of came to, I, I more and more began to trust that Jesus, I want to seek you first. So I guess I have it here, so I'll just read my notes. Um, so I, so I'm trying to figure out if it's God's will for your spouse, figure out who, figure out who's God's will for your spouse is, I think. Um, I just put, be weary of prophetic words, either from yourself or from others. Um, so instead of necessarily expecting to hear the Lord say, yes, marry this person, I mean, if, if he does, I would still get counsel because obviously that's a pretty intense decision. Um, but I would say instead of that, I think my, instead of me expecting to hear God's going to say, marry this person, and then I'll move forward with it, um, my, my paradigm shifted more to I'm going to seek Jesus above all, all else. I'm going to keep seeking him. I'm going to ask him to guide me. Um, and then I'm going to trust his ability to lead me and to guide me more than I'm going to trust my ability to hear from him. Because at the end of the day, he's a shepherd. Like He, he is a shepherd. He you guides us. You should say us. that again, hon. That was good. Say what thing? Trust his ability. Oh, yeah. Trust so trust his ability to lead more than my ability to follow him. Um, yeah, so I guess yeah. my my trust shifted more to I'm going to trust you, Jesus, to lead me than I am going to then I'm going to I'm going to trust your ability to lead me more than my ability to hear from you and figure this whole thing out and blah blah blah. So that was yeah. really that was a bi- that was probably one of the biggest helps to me. Yeah, and one thing that that happened to both of us is when we were. Um, before we even started dating, Andy, you know, when he had his eye on me, he was watching me and praying about me. Um, every time he brought me before the Lord, the Lord just would kind of like smile upon Andy and then and then say, just keep seeking me, just keep loving me, just keep pursuing my heart. And so he's like, okay. And that happened for over a year. And he just kept praying and just seeking Jesus. And every time the Lord was just like, keep seeking my heart, keep seeking my heart. And like, it, it's because Andy wasn't ready because the Lord was like, you're not ready, keep seeking me, keep pursuing me, and I, like, I had no clue, completely oblivious, it came out of left field when he asked me out, and just was really like, whoa, crazy, and so I didn't even know, because he was just so, like, hidden in the Lord, and just pursuing Jesus, but, like, actually, like, I don't know, I think it was several months before, maybe two or three months before he actually asked me out, I just, something in my heart just knew that, like, something, in regards to a relationship was going to happen and it was just a sense and that's kind of how the Lord speaks to me sometimes just kind of like a discernment just a sense of like I don't know who or even when necessarily but just feel soon and so I just started praying about it more and the Lord again he was just he was just like just keep pursuing me just keep loving me and I was like okay and so then I just like kept pursuing Jesus and like it's amazing how the Lord just he you know if you take the time to be like okay Jesus like what are you saying and listen and wait on him he will he has so much to say to us and when we wait and listen and open our hearts he will speak to you and so take time before the lord and you know ask him questions and just listen and let your heart and the spirit inside you speak to you in regards to that yeah 
Uh, <laughs> I love you, babe. I love you too, honey. Oh. So yeah, so that's that was kind of my story. Is it, I never, like, I never did hear the Lord speak to me and say, "Marry this person," um, but more and more, I began to I think realize that, like, He wants me to seek Him, and to seek Him first. And as I'm seeking Him and putting Him first in my heart, trying to, um, probably not doing a perfect job, but trying to put Him first in my own heart, and then asking Him to lead. Like He's a good shepherd, and He's going to guide my steps. He's going to guide my heart. And if you keep seeking Jesus, and He keeps your heart is continuous toward toward this person, I'd say like, go for it. Take a step and um, and do it. <coughs> but I think, I mean, I think there is a, a prerequisite of we want to keep seeking Jesus in the midst of it. So keep seeking Jesus in the midst of it and then just see what he does with your heart uh, yeah. and go and for it. I just want to say something, too, for the guys who who go for it and, you know, like work up the courage and are praying and, and ask the girl and then she's like, oh, I don't really know. And then she says, no, I just want to encourage you to take heart and to not give up because it is hard and it is rejection, you know, and you feel like, oh man, like, am I worth anything? And I just want to encourage you that, you know, your identity and value isn't in whether or not a girl likes you or, you know, even accepts you or whatever. Your identity is in the Lord and what he thinks of you. And so to hang on to that and, you know, really cling to that value and that identity of who you are in Jesus because that's what matters and you could have a hundred girls reject you and you could be like praise the Lord like I know who I am in Christ and like he will bring the one and so I just want to encourage the men in that that you know like you can you know pursue and ask but like don't let that waver you in the Lord or in you know your identity if they say no yeah and so I guess kind of along those same lines we can talk about I had uh, pursuing a spouse as the next thing on the list um and so I guess a couple of things that, that I feel like I kind of was encouraged by as I went, as I pursued Katie. So after a year and a half, I finally decided to ask her out, and I did. And she was, she was kind of, you weren't, you weren't feeling it at first. <laughs> Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, because I w- I w- it was so out of the blue, and I just was like, oh, okay, wow, uh, crazy, sure. Yeah, any- <laughs> so anyways, we did that, and we, so there's probably about, a, I don't know, a couple weeks or a month where Katie was kind of in and out. And then eventually she kind of was like, yeah, let's do this. And we dated for a few months and got married a mm-hmm. few months later. So yeah. um, so that's kind of the end of the story, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? There's a little bit more of that. I'll <laughs> yeah, Chris is like, yeah, I'll, just, like I'll just share too that, that in, in the process of like being in and out, I, was, I, I really had to trust the Lord because I was uncertain. And Andy had prayed about me for, you know, like a long time. And I just, it was so abrupt for me, kind of like, whoa. And he was like ready because he, you know, he just knew in his spirit. And I was still kind of like, oh, Lord, I just don't know. I don't even really like know him hardly. And although I knew about him, I knew his character from Communitas. And um, and the Lord just really spoke to me and was like, trust my heart, Katie. It's okay. Just trust my heart. And every time I went before the Lord, I was like, man, I just don't know, like, oh, Jesus, would you help me? I just, I don't know how to make a decision. I'm just nervous. I don't know. And he was just like, trust my heart, Katie. And I, um, one of the ways that he spoke to me and helped confirm to just go for it was I, um, I, I was in messenger boot camp, which is a, like a, an evangelistic program. And, um, they required you to listen to various sermons. And so I was listening to a sermon that had, um, a story about Peter getting out of the water and walking, um, on or getting out of the boat and walking on water by faith and just like keeping his eyes on Jesus and trusting the Lord. And I woke up one morning and I just, the Lord was really highlighting that. And I just felt like Jesus was saying, Katie, you know, you're uncertain and you don't know, but 
be like Peter and get out of the boat by faith and trust me and I was like oh my goodness and it was just like so like yes do this and I was like but I'm scared I don't know like I just don't know and he's like trust just trust and it was like blind faith and I was like oh okay 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 and and then um later that day like I was in a, a work meeting and I worked at a church a few years back and we were all like going around just sharing briefly before we got started you know how are you blah 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 and everybody in that like Everybody in that circle in that meeting shared about like trust, just trusting the Lord, just trust. And I was like, okay. And then on my way home, I saw that I had a missed phone call from Gina, and she, I actually borrowed the um, CD to her for so she could listen to it about Peter getting out of the boat, and walking on water, and. Um, she, on the voicemail, she was like, Katie, you should call me back. I think I have a word for you. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I call her back and she was like, okay, have you made a decision with Andy yet? And I was like, no, I don't think so, but kind of, I don't know. And she's like, okay, okay. And she, she was like, okay, I listened to that sermon that you gave, gave to me. And I just felt like when it got to that part about Peter getting out of the boat and walking on water by faith, I just felt like the Lord wanted you to do that with him. And I was just like, oh my goodness, and I was freaking out. And I was like, you have no idea. Like, this is insane. And so I just called my parents. I was like, you guys pray, because I think I'm supposed to date Andy. And <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I went for it. And even as we were dating, I was still, like, hesitant. But the Lord just worked in my heart. And over time, I just slowly fell more and more in love with him and saw his heart for the Lord and saw his character. And so it was by faith. I was just like slowly the Lord, you know, progressively like worked on my heart and, you know, did his thing. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess a couple of things. So there was kind of like a probably a few week period where Katie was like where I had asked her out and we were kind of we were going on some dates, but she wasn't really into it, I would say. Um, which, I mean, that's just the way it was. I mean, it wasn't, it's just the way it was, so. <coughs> so I think, I guess looking back, I think that, what's that? That's good now, yeah, she likes me now. Um, but I think, looking back, I think there's a couple of things that, that I feel like in that time, and I don't know if I've, like, learned them then or just even looking back, but just seeing um, that, I just think, encourage guys to not focus so much on your own ability to like to woo a girl as though there's this big massive bird on your shoulders of you have to be perfect you have to be this make yourself into this um you have to be a perfect i can't even think of a good like example of a prince charming there you go yeah <laughs> i guess i say red robin or robin hood <laughs> i don't know what that has to do with anything you but, have uh, to slay dragons and no yeah <laughs> you have to be robin hood <clears throat> but so I just yeah I think that I encourage guys just to not not take that burden on yourself of you have to be perfect you have to woo them um, but instead just to seek to serve them continue to seek Jesus seek to serve them seek to love them and at the end of the day let Jesus do his thing I mean let, let him he can um, try to give the verse in Proverbs it talks about the Lord moves the heart or moves the king's heart like he does the waters um, and so I think not that God manipulates people's hearts, but I think there is an aspect of where the Father can, he can lead women's hearts as you surrender that to him and seek to serve them and love him, uh, but don't take that burden on as though you have to somehow be perfect um, and win them over in your own strength. So I think it kind of worked for us. So yeah. Um, I think what else to say?
Um, did you have anything, honey? Yeah, I'll just say, um, I think that I, something that I was thinking about as we were preparing is, um, as you, as you, you know, as you date, I strongly believe that, um, you should date for the purpose of marriage and that it's not healthy to, um, date just for the fun of it or because, you know, you think this person is cute or whatever, um, because then you're you're starting to tread deep deeper waters, and then you have, you know, your heart is getting hurt or whatever. And so, um, some people may not agree with that, but I I strongly believe that you should date for the purpose of marriage and to seek the Lord and um, pursue pursue Jesus. And so, um, and you know, you might be in a place too where you 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 just you're, you know, you might be in like several different places. You might be in a place where you feel ready and you just feel ready like, yes, Lord, I feel ready. I'm ready to get married. And you might be in a, a place where um, you're, you want to get married, but you're, you're still not quite ready. And I mean, I remember even in college, you know, times like that where I was like, yeah, I want to get married, but I just, I'm not ready. I don't, I want to, don't want to get ready yet. And some of you may be ready, but you're just not, the Lord is like, well, I'm not ready for you yet, you know? And so like, you might be in different places. And so, um, and not that marriage is an end all in the goal of life, but, um, I think that it's definitely a wonderful plan of the Lord and he grows and teaches you so, so much in marriage that you can't learn things, um, in singleness that he provides through marriage. And so, um, Again, not that it's an end all, but um, it's it's an amazing gift that the Lord brings. And mm-hmm. I like to tell people this, but it is the closest picture um, that we have on this planet of Jesus coming back to marry His bride. And so there is an incredible um, anointing among marriages in general, but even Christian marriages, because that is such a strong, amazing, powerful unit that represents Jesus coming back to marry the bride of Christ, the church, all of us. Um, displayed for the world to see and the enemy hates that and he wants to destroy it as we can see he wants to destroy marriages and families and break them up and um and you know even stuff that we've gone through just feeling like oh my goodness this is so hard and my flesh is just going crazy inside of me and I'm sinning and so the the enemy hates that but Jesus loves it and so it's a war but it is an amazing war and um it will, I, I was thinking of this actually tonight, but I wrote down, it will either kill you in a good way, like die to your flesh, it will e- either kill you in a good way or destroy you in a bad way if you're not ready for it. Yeah. And, you know, some of you just might want to get married just because you want to get married. And there is a longing inside of a lot of us, and, and I don't want to make light of that because I think that longing is put inside of the human heart um, by God, and so I don't want you to ignore that if that is there, or if you've been waiting, or you know, if you feel like you're ready and you're just waiting. And I think that the church says, you know, like just be content, or just seek Jesus and be content, and then like somebody will come or whatever. But um, and and so then you try and like shove that down or like push away, try not to, you know, try and be content or whatever. But like I think there's nothing wrong with having a, a longing in your heart, and there's nothing wrong with. Um, with with wanting to get married there's nothing wrong with that and that's wonderful that's really good and so um just going back to that point like marriage will either kill you in a good way or destroy you in a bad way you have to you know 
it's so good to be ready and it's so good to be prepared for it. And if you have like a lot of, you know, wounds from your past or childhood or, you know, come from a, a, a family where there's been a lot of like hurt and pain, it, it helps so much. You can still do it and get married, but it helps so much to really like go through that and just pray and ask the Lord to bring healing and forgiveness to those areas because there's so many things that happen within marriage that because of your past, you're affected by that. And I even experienced that from, you know, childhood pains from my family and Andy did something and he totally didn't know what, you know, like didn't have a clue, you know, he was just responding normally like anybody would and I totally took it the wrong way because of pains in my past and I I was actually shocked at the way I responded and it was like over like just really extreme and I was just like wow God what was that and I had to go before the Lord and just um ask him like what is that from and I actually got counseling um by Anthony Hulsebus actually and just went through you know some hurts with my dad and and um and so the Lord just, he will, he will help you and he will um, pave the way. And so I don't want that to scare anybody away from marriage, but it's just, it really helps to um, make sure that you're ready. And if you feel, if you feel ready and you feel like, Lord, I don't have anything, you know, I just feel ready. Um, and you're just waiting and praying, then prepare, like read books and get ready because you, you know, you take, you'll probably take pre-marriage counseling and then get married and most people are like, sweet, we did it. We did pre-marriage counseling. We're but like, keep getting counseling and keep like reading books and keep like watching sermons on marriage together. Like you have to keep doing that. And that's, we're actually going through a DVD series right now on marriage because we need help and we need Jesus and it's hard and it's awesome and it's a blessing, but it's really hard and it's so amazing. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think that's a good way to put it hard but amazing but all that stuff um let's see what time it is 53 so i think it's a couple of thoughts i had real quick on um um yeah, yeah. so i guess a couple of thoughts i had on just the the season of waiting waiting for a spouse because um, like katie said i mean marriage is a it is an amazing thing but at the same time like marriage isn't it's not the most amazing thing. And I think things get kind of fuzzy in our own hearts and our own minds when we make marriage the main thing. And so just one thought I had in terms of a perspective to keep when you're waiting for marriage is that so when you're when you're single, your main source of fulfillment in life and your main source of joy in life is the Father's love and your main purpose is to love him and love other people. Um, then when you get married, this your main source of fulfillment is the same. Your main purpose is the same. And then if someday you were to be widowed, I guess, or whatever happens to guys, then you would be the same. <laughs> and so and so it's I, I think it's I think it can it can be a helpful perspective just to remember that marriage is a big thing in your life, but it's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing in your life doesn't change. Um, and so I guess I say that just to encourage people not to put your life on hold while waiting for a spouse because your main objectives and your main source of fulfillment in life will be the same the whole way through. So, yeah, from the married man. There it is. Um, so, okay. So this, that's kind of all pre-marriage stuff. And then I guess I'll share a couple of thoughts while we gotta go quick. Um, so I guess for marriage, um, 
I put down, I feel like there's, there's kind of two things that have kind of stuck out to me in marriage as two main things to kind of focus on. And it's probably not a big surprise, but they're just, one is giving love and one is receiving love. Um, and so I'll just say a couple of points real quick on giving love and then receiving love. And then maybe we'll do some questions. But um, so in terms of giving love, I, I just feel like being married, it's, I listened to a message, I can't remember if it was before I got married or after I got married by Mike Bickle called um, The Wonderful Worth of a Woman or The Incredible Worth of a Woman, I think. And so I encourage you guys to check out. It's it's free on his website. It's super good. But I think one of the things he mentioned in there was he encouraged guys to make a commitment that no matter what, no matter if you're in a conflict, no matter how right you think you are, or uh, if you maybe even if you think the wi- your wife is 90 95% wrong and you're 5% wrong, that it's still take it upon your shoulders as the man to pursue the wife for reconciliation. Um, and I think that's been a thing that's been, s- I, I think I, I took that to heart and I feel like it's been a big help in our marriage and a, just a big pillar. And so that kind of, I guess, goes along with making a commitment to love. So I put down, I just encourage you guys to, to early on, just to make a commitment to, to seek to love your wife unconditionally. Um, and it sounds simple, but I guess what I mean by that is to really draw a line in the sand to say that no matter what, I'm going to seek to love her. Even if she's 100% wrong, which probably is not true, probably never true, but even if it theoretically happened where your wife was 100% wrong, I would just encourage guys to make a commitment that even if my wife is 100% wrong, I'm making a commitment that I'm going to pursue her <coughs> and I'm going to go after her for reconciliation, um, even if she's the one that's wrong. Just because it's so easy, I think, in the midst of conflict to begin to, um, to justify yourself. Like, it's, if you don't make a strong commitment early on, it's so easy in the heat of conflict to be like, well, they're wrong, and so I'll just give them a little jab or whatever, and just all these little things that get in there. And so I, just, I think it just, it's so helpful to make, just to early on, to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm going to make a commitment to love my wife 100% unconditionally. I never get to say I'm right. I never get to do my own thing. I never get to say, well, she is mostly wrong this time, so therefore I'm going to take this, this, and this kind of thing. Um, and so it sounds, I mean, it, it is basic, but I think it's super important. So, yeah. And Andy has done that and it's amazing. It is truly amazing. And so, I mean, if you, if late ladies, like if you can do that too, in a, in a relationship even, or, you know, engagement or marriage, wherever you're at, um, it, practice it even with your friends you know like practice it and it is it's amazing what it can do and what it does it's it's service and it's love and so it's awesome and Andy has done I respect him so much for the way he honors um our relationship in that I it's just amazing to see him do that so I haven't done it perfectly (coughs) obviously so I don't you get any wrong ideas about me or anything but so that's, so that's the first one, that's uh, giving love. Um, and then the second one would be receiving love. And I wrote down that I think, that I really do think that receiving love is the most important issue in marriage. Um, ultimately receiving the Father's love. I feel like, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking that if you, I feel like if you could, if you could, <coughs> sorry, if you could somehow graph, like, the, the, the percentage that I've trusted the Father's love at any given point with how much, Katie has felt loved by me. Like, I feel like there would be, like, this perfect correlation between those two graphs. It's kind of 
nerdy maybe, but yeah. But yeah, I think it's I think it's it's really true. That, like it, that it's there's been such I think like there's been such a correlation in our marriage between. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thank you so much. See, I feel like there's been such a correlation in our marriage between the degree that I've been connecting to the Father's love and not listening to the accusations of the enemy, um, and how our marriage has gone, and how Katie has felt valued and loved by me, I guess. So I feel like that has been a super, I mean, I feel like that's, when it's like, I really believe, I think that that is the most important issue in marriage, and so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true, and, and you know, when we, when we're, when I'm in Jesus, and when I'm pursuing the Lord, when I'm, you know, seeking, seeking Jesus, I'm so much more content in Him, and, and, you know, it's just, it goes, it's the same way, and um, it really is, it's, it's so good, and, you know, I think one thing that is a, has been a challenge for me is um, before before I I started dating Andy I um, I was just felt like I was in my own little world with the Lord and I just you know just loving Jesus and pursuing God and just you know He was my man like Jesus was like my you know my only one and when I started dating and then even in marriage all of a sudden like there's another like human there that's almost like in a way taking away from like my from God in a sense because it's like all like I was just like Jesus like vertical like Jesus and then all of a sudden there was an amazing person that God placed there and it almost was like a challenge because I was like Lord my heart is so drawn to Andy and in in so much in marriage it's so drawn to him yet I have to continuously pursue Jesus and just love him and not try and you know get love and fulfillment from him because it I've done that before and it is a spiral down and it doesn't work and then he feels gross and like I'm trying to take from him and get satisfied and fulfilled and and then I feel gross and just like needy and um, and so if you can if you in any relationship if you can get your fulfillment from the Lord and have that every single day get in the word and love the Lord and talk to him and read the Bible um, and get filled up and just get filled up and get filled up in the Lord, then you're not taking because you don't need anything. You can give and you can bless. And that just works like 100% of the time. And I mean, there have been times where I just feel empty and even, you know, just feeling like I need, I just need affirmation or I need love or whatever. And it's like so easy to look to Andy because he's right there. He's right there. But to just be like, wait a second, Lord, you love me. I'm valued in you. Like my identity is in you. I seek you. And and then it's like, what? Like I get content all of a sudden. It's really awesome. And so that I think is a valuable thing. Okay. Oops. Um, do some Q&A. Yeah, we'll do Q&A. Happy fire. So yeah, receiving love. So I guess that final point on that I would make would be I just encourage people, I guess, from my perspective, it seems like, and this could change, but the probably the best marriage prep you can do is to get healing in the area of the Father's love. Like, come to know the truth of how he feels about you um, and to value yourself in that way and to, to agree with him that you are loved, that you're his beloved. So that's I'm still in that process, too, so I don't want to say, like, I've got it figured out. Like, I'm still in that process, but I think that that is, if I could give one piece of advice um, they would probably have the most impact on your marriage. I would say, at least I would say that's probably, that's probably it. So, um, so I guess we'll do, yeah, I guess we'll just do Q and A real quick. We'll do rapid fire Q and A. What time do we have till then? 
five minutes. Ten minutes, okay. Okay. So let's start with this one. Oh, this is great. This isn't mine. <laughs> Andy has a pink polka dotted phone. It's the commuter toss phone. Um, so you see, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so when, so when you are in a season of growth and desire the Lord, how do you know when it's up? And how do you know which women God picks for you to marry? Do the heavens open up and the glory of God shine down on her <laughs> with angels singing in the background or what? I don't know who it is, but. Um, so I guess, I mean, real quick, for me, I, can, I mean, I can only share it for me, I guess. For me, it was kind of, there was a season where it was, <clears throat> like, my heart's main desire was I want to be single for Jesus. Um, and then there came a time when it wasn't that my desire for Jesus necessarily lessened, I would say, but it was also like there was this desire of I, I want to do this. Like, I want to be married. And then it wasn't that I didn't want to love Jesus. It was just he stirred that desire for marriage in me. So if he's stirring a desire in marriage for you, then that's, if you're seeking him first and he's stirring a desire for marriage in your heart, um, I would take that as a pretty good sign. And so yeah. I, if, the an, if, the angels? if the angels come, test the spirits. Because, um, I don't know, I, I just think it's kind of sketchy when people talk about like they got married because of this or that prophetic word. I mean, it, Jesus could do that, absolutely, but it just seems like it's a pretty big decision um, so I would Can I get trust dressed up in a white sheet and go behind somebody and pretend like I'm an angel? And <laughs> yeah. The all-white intercessor? <laughs> now, my experience is I've never, ever heard of that happening. One person saying, oh, the angels of God descended and ascended upon the Son of Man, and, you know, this was the one. And she still may say no, even if you did experience that, so... You always got that chance. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the same Lord, I'm supposed to marry you. Women, if that ever happens, I would probably encourage you to run away. That's true. In all honesty. My experience is um, the Lord really likes to partner with humans. He really likes to, you know, in Andy and Katie's experience, walk you through that. I would guarantee you, Katie, is way closer to the Lord having had that experience with Jesus. With that experience, she explained in Gina's word, just having that experience with God and that dialogue with the Holy Spirit brought her so much closer to the Lord. I don't even have to ask her that, and I know that much is true. And God wants to do that with you. So, guys, you know, unfortunately, women, you, you know, you're probably in a position where you have to wait for guys to pursue you. Um, so, guys, if you are interested in a woman and, um, you know, you feel at peace about it, let the peace of the Lord guide you. But at the same time, take that step. And if they say no, like Katie said, you know, be okay with that. Um, but at the same time, you know, Psalm 23, the Lord is our shepherd. You know, and he makes you lie down in green pastures. It's not that he wants you to. Like, he'll force it. <laughs> and that's sweet. I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. There's um, a couple that are kind of along the same lines that have come up. And so I want to address that. And, by the way, feel free to keep texting if questions come up. Um, but... Uh, um, one of the questions is, it says, um, can you give, give us an example of, how, of a bad conflict you've had and how you've dealt with that and maybe how you should have dealt with it? And then um, some of the other ones along those lines are, um, like, what, what's a big surprise that you have experienced over the past two years? Um, what have you found to be the most difficult thing about marriage that you weren't expecting? 
And um, I would say I knew this. I knew like all those little cliche things that marriage doesn't make you happy. It makes you holy. And yes, it does make you happy, but it also makes you holy. And um, I, I knew that, but I just, I didn't realize how much it would affect me. And I, it was a huge eye opener. And you know, you may look at us and think like, oh, wow, they, they love each other so much. They come to Communitas, they worship Jesus. But when you get any married couple behind closed doors, you know, there's there's stuff that comes up. It's just life and it is raw and it's so hard sometimes. And um, I, you know, if there, there may be times when I have felt like rejected or hurt by Andy or, you know, had expectations and um, I like I just stuff stuff I don't say I just I'm like quiet and I like go off and then I'm just mean and I don't like you know say or you know give love when I should or whatever and it's just um and usually Andy's like how like are you okay and I'm just like yeah I'm fine (laughs) but I'm so not fine and um and so those have been like some of my darkest times and some of my most painful times because I look at my own heart and just think like oh lord this is so isn't me and I don't like this and I don't want to be like this but I am and I just you know I come before the lord and just have to just repent and like and then we you know we just come together and just talk it out and you know we forgive each other and move on and press delete and move on and those are the times that I don't like about marriage but I'm also like really really thankful for them because they provide they provide an opportunity for you to make a choice and make a a choice to um, love when you don't want to and that makes you more like Christ and that's just incredible and when when you have those times you know where you do overcome then it's just like thank you Lord like my flesh is like burning inside but Jesus you helped and you know And so I would say that was something that really, like, threw me off, even though I knew it because I've heard it. But it just really has, like, probably been, like, the biggest thing (coughs) for us, for me. I, uh, this one will kind of maybe address a couple. But it says, Andy and Paul, Andy or Paul, could you speak to the balance the guys face between God brings the person to you and the fact that guys usually have to take action by asking a girl to do something out? Probably get going to date or something, I'm guessing. <laughs> have to do something. Yeah, to go on a date. You have to ask a girl out. Angels don't do that. Yeah, um, I mean, my experience was when I was a senior in college, I really had a desire to get married. So the fact that the Lord put that desire on my heart, um, I just wanted to be obedient to it. And, and I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't come from a great family. My parents just got divorced last year in, like, June. Um, There was a lot of physical abuse in our family, and, you know, my parents are super different. So my best example of marriage was Paul and Karen, like, totally honestly. (laughs) And it was gorgeous, and um, it still is to this day, so I bless them. Yeah, it is. (laughs) 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 It's better and better as the years go on, huh? So the fact that that... um, that desire was there, you know, and it was, it would have haunted me had I not been obedient to it. So, so just if that desire is there, I just encourage you to like talk to Paul, talk to Karen. If you're, if you're a female, talk to one of the leaders here. Um, but then as far as, <coughs> so, so I guess I say that cause I was terrified. So I wasn't, you know, like, I don't want you guys to kind of mistake 
Andy and I or any of the leaders here who are married as kind of immune to the whole emotion. Um, the only difference is that we've walked through it and you haven't. So we've, we're just, and that's probably mostly because I'm older, not because I'm like cooler or anything. I'm 29, you're probably like 23. Um, so as far as the balance, I think really what, and this was honestly what it came down to me, is I just got to a place with Jesus where I just said, I got nothing to lose. Like, I'm single now. If I ask this girl out and she says no, I'm really in no better situation. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that hurts is my pride, and that's really just a gigantic thing to be afraid of. Um, so just like in, in just being confident in just that at the end of the day, Jesus has got me. And I know that sounds really simple and really, you know, easy, but I would just encourage you, like, don't ever let fear or guilt or shame be a motivator for you. And Jesus loves marriage. Like, he is so passionate about it. And so he wants you to get married. And the fact that Jesus wants that, and, he, you know, I'm going to speak here on March 4th, um, coming up just about, like, what God mm -hmm. put in mankind. So look forward to that. But that would be my advice is just um, – don't ever let fear, shame, or guilt be your motivator. And if, if pride is the only thing standing in your way, like, bump that. For <laughs> real. <laughs> like, pride sucks. So go for, s Bill, well, who was it? Some guy spoke here. I don't remember who it was. But he just said, suck it up and go with Jesus. And I was just so encouraged with that. And just put your hands to the plow and don't look back. And trust Jesus the whole way. And no matter what, you're just going to be, if she says yes or no, you're going to be closer to Jesus in the end. So you got nothing to lose. So yeah, just to tag on to that too, I think the <coughs> I think that is like the biggest question that gets brought up is like, how do I know? Because like, we all we want to serve Jesus, we want to follow Jesus, and we want to do what He wants us to do in our lives. So the question is like, how do I know then? Like, I want to do that. How do I know? Um, and I think part of it comes down to you probably won't know when you first start. Like, you probably won't know that someone's your spouse when you ask them out for coffee. Like, I don't, I mean, maybe you, I don't know, maybe you will, but for the most part, you probably won't know. Um, uh, Ellie Siemens always said, ladies, don't take your veil to the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, when he yeah. asks you out for coffee, don't be like, oh, we're going to get married now. <laughs> don't, don't think that. And, and I, I, we went did. I went on a several dates with, with girls and it just didn't work out. Either she wasn't interested in the second one or I wasn't and and that's okay you know th there wasn't any shame in that and um, at very least it taught me how to communicate I was pretty socially awkward in college I mean believe that or not like <laughs> really socially awkward um, it just taught me social skills how to communicate how to make mistakes and be okay with that um, so that that's cool too you know I told Katie and Andy when they started dating I was like we all stink at life, and, and, and there's so much grace in that. It's like we are all so very bad at life, and Jesus is so very, very good at it. The fact he is life, the way, the truth, and the life yeah. is so encouraging. So that, yeah. that's, that's part of it, too. Yeah, and yeah. one last thing that I think we're, we have, there's so many questions that we want to get to, but we just don't have time, so feel free to just ask us or anybody who's married, too, that you, you want to ask. But one thing that I think Adriana, Paul and Adriana, um, helped me in 
just to that I was really, really encouraged. And when we first um, got married, Adriana just like sent an email of just different things that to encourage me. And, and one of the, the things was um, to the first year and even the second year, like it can be hard and it's a challenge because you're still like, you're, you know, you're living together and you're, you know, getting used to each other and like you're s- learning how to trust each other and flow in and out of each other and, you know, each other's weaknesses and strengths. And, um, and, and so that really encouraged me because there were times where, where I felt like we hit a lot of bumps and um, went through a lot and just was like, wow, this is so hard. But to know that, like, this is only our first year. We're still, you know, we're still getting used to that. And actually, we're coming up on, like, in April, we'll be in our third year, which is crazy. But so to just be encouraged by that, that it takes time. And maybe your fifth year in, you're still, like, you know, going for it. And that's okay because you know, we have so much time to continue in the Lord together and get to know each other and figure out how we work. And so to be encouraged by that when you get to that point that it, you know, it takes time and that's okay to not give up. So yeah, bring it full circle to the hearing God's voice or picking a spouse. I would just say maybe question your perspective that you're going to hear him speak to you and say, this is your spouse before you go on a date. Like, he just seeks Jesus first, and if he stirs someone, he stirs a person in your heart, and you begin to say, hey, that's kind of a cool girl, guy, probably girl, if you're a guy, um, then go for it. Take a step out and see what he does, and he'll guide you the rest of the way. So how do you know? Seek him first and see where your heart gets led. That's my input, but that's and that's true. Dan. Give him a round of applause. Amen. Amen. Cool. So now we'll go into just a time of, of prayer and ministry. Um, so, so now, you know, if you've had your eye on someone, you should go over to them. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Ever. Never do that. You know, so you can hold hands during prayer time. No. Don't. Don't do it. But, so, safe people. Prayer time. Guys with guys. Girls with girls. Unless you're married. Or in a relationship. So um, these guys will be up here um, to pray if you'd like. Uh, but I was just turn to each other, pray for whatever's on your heart um, with all this um, talking about marriage and relationship business. So just go ahead and turn right now and, and just pray. <laughs> 